Welcome to our Panini. This is Sarah Chavabek. Let's talk about Simcha. We are in Parshas Truma, but let's talk about Mishanichmas Adar Marvin Simcha. We all know this saying, that when the month of Adar comes in, we increase in Simcha. question is why. Right? And we also know that our mazel is very powerful. The mazel of a Jew is very powerful, is, is healthy. The mazel of a Jew is healthy in the month of Adar. Notice the word healthy, and the model of the Jew is healthy. So therefore, we understand um, that we are specially blessed with brachas in this month. Now, an interesting thing is the Gemara says, just like when we when the month of Av comes in, we decrease in Simcha, so too when the month of Adar comes in, we increase in Simcha. And, and so the question is, why? If you're going to speak about increasing in to the enjoy in Simcha, why is it going to appear in Gemara Tainus where it's talking about decreasing in Simcha in Av? Basically, Gemara Tainus is talking about destruction, darkness, the deep, dark pit, the base of Mizush is destroyed, the whole horrible stuff. The beginning of the whole gullah of all the struggle and the suffering, that's where it says when you're in the midst of learning about the deepest struggle and the most horrific historical things that happened, that's where you're going to hear about increasing in Simcha in the month of other. What's going on? So one of the things we learn is that decreasing of Simcha in the month of Av goes together in the same category with increasing it in other. Why? What could that be about? They've got to be connected. They've got to be twin sisters of, you know, destruction, you, de- you decrease in joy um, in the month of Av. Month of destruction, you decrease in joy. Versus the month of other, you increase in joy. So what is this telling us? It's obviously telling us these two things. If you think about it very in a very detailed way, it doesn't quite fit. Okay, so what is about what is it about the month of of? It's the saddest month. What is it about the month of other? It's not that it's. I mean, it is the happiest month. But again, what is it? You obviously need a translator to get it over from that to that. Or you need an app. You put it through the, the, the translating app. It goes in as sadness and darkness and pain and suffering because of the destruction of the base of English, which has Lalainu opened, Rahmanuslan opened up the channels for the whole gullus, for there to be all the awful, horrific suffering, hayalatia, that has been for Jewish people throughout all the generations. It all starts from the base Hamizish being destroyed, the beginning of gullus. How are you going to fix that one? How are you going to turn it around? So it's got to be that there's a certain time and a certain activity and a certain energy that enables you to turn it around. And the reason you can turn it around is, and we've said this before, there's Gullus, it has two layers. There's Geula, it has two layers. Let's look at Gullus. It has two layers. The outside, very bitter. The inside, the light of Mashiach, very sweet. Let's say it in a different way. Look at a glass, the top of it, is very bitter. 
imagine a drink, this brown, muddy, herbal concoction that you have to drink every day and it has all this sludgy stuff. And ah. You have to get through this drink until you get to the bottom where there's this little sweet part. So that's gullus. It's got this outside or this upper layer that's the presenting layer that's very bitter. Deep down in the core, or in this case we're saying at the bottom of the cup, there's the sweetness of gaula. So gullus is a lie. Why is it a lie? Because the way it presents itself on the outside, look at me, says gullus. Very bitter, right? Yes, right. Uh-uh, I'm lying. What do you mean you're lying? Well, look look at the whole glass. Bitter, 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 bitter. Taste it. Come to the bottom. It's sweet. Right? Oh, yeah, it is sweet. Okay. So guess what, says Gullis? I was lying. Because the way I present myself on the outside, which is that Gullis is total bitterness, total darkness. But what are you going to say when you come to the bottom of the glass? How is it sweet? It's still part of the gullus package. Ah, because it turns out it's called the advantage of the light that is in the darkness. Where is the light of Mashiach hiding? In the deepest, darkest gullus. And the deepest, darkest struggles, etc. And the deepest, darkest lies. Sound familiar? Right now, the light of Mashiach is hiding in the deepest, darkest lies of the deep state, etc. That's where the light of Mashiach is hiding. And it's covered with a really unbelievable package of darkness. Okay. So, again, going back to this idea. So, Gullus is, it presents itself as very, very bitter. Unbeknownst to everybody, unless they learn Hasidus, is that at the very core of it, it's really the most profound light and sweet. Okay. So, that's how you know that Gullus is a liar. Part of the, you know, the part of that whole, you know, the far left, the radical left, the lies, the this and that. It present it, it it presents itself looking as one thing, and it turns out that really deep down it's something else. That's called a lie, because you're trying to convince everybody when you're lying. Look at me. Look at the way I appear. This is who I am. That's not true. Who are you fooling? You think I was born yesterday? Depending on how you decide to present yourself, you think I'm going to believe that's who you are through and through? No. You're lying. So we're used to, you know, the lying dogs. They lie. They present themselves as sweet on the outside, and really they're bitter on the inside. But the interesting, but so we understand that kind of lying. Yeah, you make it seem like you're a big who knows what, and really deep down, you know, Rotten to the core. Gullus is the opposite. Gullus says, I make it possible for that to happen because I myself am lying. I myself am presenting myself as bitter, 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 bitter. And it's the truth is, like the Sabbath fruit, right? The Gullus says, so really deep down in my very core is the light of Mashiach. So the Gullus is also lying. The difference, the opposite way of lying, but it's also lying. Now, Gaula is Sweet on the outside, sweet on the inside. There's no lie with Gula. It's consistent outside, inside, straight through. It's telling the truth. Gula tells the truth. So you see the difference in the two energies. 
Now, if you picture it as two cups, one cup is, you know, we said bitter, 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 right at the bottom is sweet. The other cup is sweet, 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 top, bottom, middle. Two different cups, gullus cup, gaula cup. Okay. What does an adult do? An adult looks, they're given the gullus drinks to drink, and they say, well, I guess there are just some things in life you have to do and if you want to get to the sweetness. And they force themselves to work through the drink. Could take them weeks, hours. They take a sip, they put it down, but they force themselves to get to it. And maybe if they were persistent enough with all the bitterness, then eventually we're being told, you'll get to the sweetness. Very perfect adult behavior. Kids don't do that. Kids have no patience for getting through the, you know, you'll drink the, uh, the awful drink. Kids will not drink it. Drink the awful drink and eventually it'll get sweet at the bottom. Kids will not drink it. Absolutely not. Kids will go, no, I want the sweet stuff first or nothing. I don't want the drink. It's got to be sweet right away or nothing. I have no tolerance. You notice that we, we have a younger generation that has no tolerance for pain and no tolerance for darkness. And no tolerance for ugliness. None. None, 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 none. Give me fun or give me nothing. Give me sweetness or give me nothing. So what will the child do? The child is very clever. The child will do what Rebetzin Chaim Mushka did. Rebetzin Chaim Mushka was at home. Someone came from 770. One of the, one of the rabbis who assisted in, in the house of the Rebbe. And she asked, what was Bifer bringing today? And she was told that the Rebbe turned his cup upside down and everyone else in 770 did too. So, so Rebbe Sunkai Mushka immediately turned her cup upside down. She understood that this was an ace rotten for turning things upside down in the world. And she very much added her light to it and her effort to it. Plus, plus. Maybe as the representative of the Nashim Titkanias of the world, maybe. We don't know. So a child would do exactly that. A child knows the whole thing about the bitter drink and right at the bottom, if you get through it, then at the bottom you get to the sweet part. The child will just take the cup and turn it upside down and now the sweet stuff is right on the top and you drink it right away. And don't bother yourself with the bitter stuff. Very simple for a child. Now maybe the child will know, okay, so the drink is, you know, the sweet stuff will titrate down to the bottom now if you turn it upside They don't know anything. They just see sweet as, let's say, brown right through at the bottom is Red stuff, they turn it upside down and they go straight to the red stuff. Turn it upside down. Turn gullus upside down, you go straight to the sweet stuff. So, do we have any time of year, any activity, any energy that enables us to mimic that? Turn the cup upside down. We do. The month of other. When our mazel is healthy. Whatever that means, however we understand that. I mean, our mazel is healthy, but our mazel is strong. Our ability to affect change 
and to have a vast effect is very powerful. Because as we'll see in a couple of days in the Sikha, we don't really have a mazel, we don't go by mazel, but we'll see what, what, how, how our mazel is a connection to Hashem in a very powerful way. It's very strong. We're very strong. If you need to go to court with a, against a non-Jew at any time, you go in the month of other. Plus, plus, if you want to invest in things, you do it in the month of other. Plus, plus, we'll elaborate on this over the next few days and next week, too. So we turn the, so we have a time when we can turn the cup upside down. It's the month of other. And we have an activity that is the equivalent of turning the cup upside down. What is it? Marbin de Simcha. We increase in Simcha. The activity of joy, singing, dancing, etc., telling a joke, uh, giving somebody a fun little gift, you know, bringing them a fun cookie, whatever it is. Because, because the Rebbe says, not just for yourself, but do things to make other people happy. That activity of the happy-making activity and even the happy-mimicking activity of just jumping around and dancing and wearing a silly mask and a silly hat, it actually turns the cup upside down so that the sweet stuff ends up on the top. Which explains why we can turn over evil decrees, God forbid, and 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 even simple ones like parking tickets in the month of other. It's very childlike behavior. Children jump around and they dance and they wear silly hats and all this other stuff. So that's what we do. And we turn things around. We turn around the month of Av, the Gullus, that causes us to have to decrease in Simcha. And we turn around, the month of Av is when our mazel is very weak. We turn it all upside down. And so, besides the joy by itself that you see, um, we're talking about this joy that can turn everything upside down. Um, and one of the things, it's connected to the idea of food. You know, there are two kinds of food. There's sweet food, and there's spicy and sour food. You know, sweet and sour chicken. There's spicy and, and bitter food and sour food. So there are two kinds of experiences. There's the straight sweet one, kind of like the candies. And then there's the one that if you prepare it right, you have, um, you prepare it right, it's more tasty than even the regular sweet one. So now we understand why we increase in Simcha in the month of other and why it comes in this place in Gemara, in Gemara Tainus. So we're talking about ushering in brachas and ushering in transformation in a powerful way. And in terms of bringing in the Geula, the main bracha, the bracha of the Geula means Vashlema through Mashiach, when our mouths will be filled with laughter. Ah, there you go. It's not only let's usher in a time when our mouths will be filled with laughter. 
it probably, probably Tyra is implying that it, when you fill by filling your mouth with laughter, you do usher in the gaula. Remember, we, we thought it's, let's usher in the gaula and then finally our mouths will be filled with laughter. Okay, let's turn it around. Fill your mouth with laughter and this will bring, usher in the gaula. And we'll have the completion of the healthy mazel of Yidin when we'll, as we'll see in the next few days, being intensely powerful because we're sharing Hashem's kaifas. And we'll have the total transformation of dark, darkness to light, of bitterness to sweetness. So just to end off with, in this recording, about what's happening in the world today, um, we certainly are dealing with lies and truth. That's kind of one of the main topics. It's not even a topic. What's what's happening? You know, what's exploding in the world? Um, a, a, a world of falsehood is literally, op- it, it was always there. I don't know how intense it was. I wasn't studying it too much. But, um, well, I mean, we do, you know, we as Yidden knew about the blood libels. It looks like the lies were mostly directed towards us. Again, I'm not a big student of world history, but the lies were were so impacted, so packed in there that nobody even questioned them. Everybody just kept, kept up the charade. And when we, Rahman Islam had the blood libels, plus plus, things in which Yit were blamed for problems, etc., we knew it was a lie. Did they know it was a lie? The masses of people didn't. Um, but there was an agreement that the lie, there was nothing we could do. It's not like we could write to our senator, as if you can now, and say, uh, Theobald, Father Theobald, has uh, lied about us and everything that he said is a, is a libel, a blood libel. Uh, didn't work. Didn't work. The best that anybody could do was to try to bribe the authorities with large amounts of money, which was just part of the lie. And so it was just locked into, the world of lies was just locked into society. And all of a sudden we have, we've come to a moment because it's such a miraculous year that doesn't yet feel miraculous. We've come to a moment where the lies are just hitting hitting the fan faster than you can, than you can say hits, you know, or fans. You know, if you want to, if you if you have, if you can maintain an upbeat attitude and see it from a Hasidic point of view and say, right, this is the unfolding of Mashiach, it could be, in theory, fun to listen to the news because it's pretty funny, if you could say it that way. You know, in other words, when you see it, it's outrageous. It's, it's, they say, what? And now they're, oh, my goodness, and they're doing this, and they, what? If it weren't such serious evil, we could laugh. It's, I guess if it's happening to us, we don't find it funny. But but we see that the world of lies is just, it, it's like it hit, the, it hit the cement and it cracked open. It was always a tight ball, this world of lies, and no one was allowed to touch it. And everybody had to pretend that it was true especially the Jews. We didn't have any right. We could go to the government and say, you know, they've trumped up a libel against us, God forbid. <laughs> Who was going to help us? 
which was a, a packed-in, concentrated seed, a cement block of lies. The world of lies was, you know, protected from all sides. Couldn't do anything about it. We lived in the world of truth. And many didn't gave their lives al Kiddush Hashem because of this lie, and they went to the world of truth. But we lived in truth. They lived in lies. And that's the way it was. And we learned to adapt to Gullus, which is why our parents and our grandparents and our great-grandparents, etc., taught us how to adjust to Gullus in which they're out to get you. They're not exactly your friends. And they have a bunch of lies and just stay out of, stay out of trouble and stay out of their way, etc. All of a sudden, not so all of a sudden, in this generation and now especially in this year, we see the lies are hitting the, the pavement faster than anything and they're just coming out. And nobody's even embarrassed to say insane nonsense. And it's just coming out and coming out and coming out. Which means it's being cleaned very, very quickly. All we see now is it's just all the all of the lies are just opening up and it's in living color. They're they're shock they're shocking lies. But then we understand from a, a Torah point of view, Hashem's not sending Hashem is sending them out probably partly so that people can see them for what they for what they are. These are the same lies that went on for forever in history. The ancestors of those people of the people who are now opening their eyes, we're doing them. You know, when the Lubavitcher Rebbe says, open your eyes to see Mashiach, the main opening of the eyes right now is happening in the non-Jewish world. They're suddenly becoming aware of stuff that's been going on forever, but somehow, I guess because of all our Avaida and because this is it, you know, when Hinezem Mashiach Ba, it opened up their eyes. Remember that 30 years ago, the Rebbe said, we now have 50 years since the beginning of the seventh generation. Sorry, 40 years. And Maishrabena said, in the 40th year in the desert, in the Midgar, Maishrabena said, until now you didn't have eyes to see, ears to hear, or a heart to understand. And now you do. And that was the year, Tashin Nun, 1990, when the Rebbe said, now you have eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to understand. And it looks like, as a result of the us as Yidden, being able to open up our eyes in a deeper way to the deeper truths of Tyra, it perhaps opened up, started to open up the eyes of the Gentiles to start to look around and realize what kind of a lie they've been living in, what kind of a lie was um, uh, blanketing the world for 4,000 years since Yaakov and Esau were born together. And all of a sudden, the Gentiles are starting to be outraged by the lies. And they want truth. So, what we see is, remember we said the lies is Gullus, and truth is Geula. So, the Gullus and Geula are interacting on the, in the political scene. And in the social scene right in front of our eyes, and they're being played out, and they're bumping up against each other. And if it weren't so horrifying, we could say, Alpi Tyra is a very healthy process. 
And even to the extent that certain non-Jewish leaders, you know, are people are understanding that they're giving the world a chance to come to the truth on their own rather than just um, uh, coming from above and forcing it on people. And clearly Hashem is exposing things so that Esau himself, all of Esau, all of the non-Yidden, and all of Yishmael and all of these can start to see lies for what they are. So all of this in the month of Adar has the potential to move move to an end very, very quickly. Otherwise, we would say, well, how many more years will it be? They'll see lies little by little, slowly but surely. Oh, my goodness, how much more will this go on? We can't anymore. It's getting too crazy. But then we remember that we're in the fast-track month. The month of other is the month when boom, 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 it just goes faster than the speed of light. You sing and you dance, and the gullus gets turned upside down, and then you see the gaula right on the top. The lies get turned upside down. They explode in front of your eyes through your dancing. And what you see is truth right on the top. And then everybody, and and all physical flesh will, will be able to see and testify that everything comes from the mouth of Hashem, including the physical flesh of not just Jewish people, but everybody. So we're saying, Hashem, in this month, when we have incredible kaifas, we will sing, we will dance. We can't even imagine the power of our minute of singing and dancing, how much it can... Um, speed up the transformation from Gullus to Gaula and what we can accomplish in this month more than any other, sorry to finish off, more than any other, especially since last Purim started, you know, a change, let's call it that, the virus. And so this Purim surely is going to usher in something even more, that was a very dynamic Purim, it, it began a very, 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 very huge world change. And some of the results were very painful. And But this year, this Purim is surely going to usher in a dynamic change in world history that we would never have even imagined in our wildest dreams. Hopefully, please God, it should be the Gula Mitzvah and we're looking forward to, to it. Good Chaydish to everybody, Simcha Dek Chaydish, and this Purim, please God, will be the total transformation.